This is Sober Reference. You're listening to A Sober Snack, bite-sized tips and tricks that will help you stay sober today. We share more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com, and hope that you'll connect with us on social media. Search Sober Reference now and look for our logo. For more information about today's guest, visit our show notes. We hope that you find this content valuable and leave feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. Enjoy. Okay. Okay, Rob, you're up. I want to hear a little bit about yourself. What brought you to the community of, you know, booze-free and perhaps more than booze-free? And, you know, what, what you do today and how we can find you online today? Yeah, well, uh, I'm an alcoholic, is the, is, the, is, the, is the bottom line. A chronic alcoholic who uh, lost his children, his, his wife, his, his practice, houses, cars, back in home in England, uh, Manchester in England. And finally ended up on the streets and I lived on the streets for 14 months, just begging and, and you know, just a horrible life on the streets. Uh, so that's why I got into recovery, but I knew there was lots more because when I was ill, uh, nobody had an answer. No, the doctors, the medical fraternity still baffled today. So I wanted to be the one that went into the back of the brain, the subconscious brain and found out exactly what alcoholism and addiction is so I find myself in San Antonio, Texas today, which is beautiful, and I run the Rob Kelly Group, which is a group that deals with alcoholism, addiction, childhood trauma, depression, all of the above, and uh, we have about five offices around the world. Uh, I do a lot of TV, uh, books, uh, radio, podcasts, and I also have patients. I, I run my own practice here in San Antonio. So very busy, very exciting, but love what we do because we do what we love. Yes, a busy fellow indeed. Um, and one which I feel like I must just start by saying thank you to. You have obviously made a deep impact in the community and an expansive impact, one that I'm sure continues to expand. So for the sake of getting to know you a little bit better, Dr. Rob Kelly, I want to ask you a few quick questions. So first thing that comes to mind here, how was your failure to be a normal drinker really setting you up to be more successful in your life? I think just the experience. Man. When I took my first drink, everything changed around me at the age of nine. I was on stage in England, Manchester, playing the guitar, bass guitar with my musical family. So I knew then that there was something amazing about this alcohol, but going through what I went through, I gotta tell you, it's my, my, my years on a year and a half on the streets in Manchester was horrible, homeless, terrible suicide attempts, but it was like a semester at Harvard looking forward now. So I realized why I had to do that to be able to do what I do today, which is just mind blowing. So if you're going through this guys at home, Nothing's, nothing's permanent. Everything's temporary. Stick in there. There's a bigger reason for why you're going through it. Thank you. Is there a particular unusual habit that you have or like an absurd thing that you love that you can share with us? I have 81 pair of sneakers. <laughs> 81 pair of sneakers. I, I'm a wealthy guy, as, as a lot of people know, uh, but I don't go into the store and buy them. I go into a cheap store to find them on sale for like Adidas and, and for $10. And I buy, I buy them shoes and, and I don't know why, but yeah, I have, I have 80 odd pair of shoes. If someone asks you today, what can I get you to drink? How do you respond? I just say I want orange juice and they go, 
uh, well, you know, you don't drink? And they go, no, I don't drink. Why? Which always makes me laugh because it, it, you don't do the same with cheeseburgers, would you? You want cheese on your burger? No. Why? I've always, it's, it's like amazing. It's like, you know, do you want to drink? No, it's okay. I'm a, I'm a mass murderer. Why did you say? Oh, sorry, I'm an alcoholic. Oh, God, thank God for that. I'm good now. And I, I used to be embarrassed because where I come from, uh, if you didn't drink, you wasn't trusted. And that's true back in Moss Side, Manchester. So yeah, I'm just really blase. And everybody knows me in and out of the community. Um, a lot of TV, like I said, back in Dallas, daily TV. So everyone knows the score now. I'm one of them who's out and proud and don't care if people don't know that I don't drink. I love it. Are there any books that you find yourself continuing to recommend? What are they? The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements is an amazing book. I love it to pieces. The second book I would say, uh, is a, a book called Daddy, Daddy, Please Stop Drinking. It's by an amazing author. Well, not really, it's about me. But yeah, them two books I always recommend. I give my book away always. Don't buy it. You see it on Amazon, don't buy it. Send me a message, I'll send you one free. Thank you, that's a wonderful offer. Now, I'm not sure if you have thoughts, of tempting thoughts about alcohol still today, but I know a lot of people do, even in recovery, long-term recovery. What would you say to a tempting thought or suggest someone say to combat a tempting thought? Now, I know what the thought pattern is and how to break that thought pattern and using the neuroscience, I know what's causing that. So it's a little bit different for me, but hell, yeah, sometimes I do. Not often, the compulsion's gone, had to be gone for me. But yeah, I mean, you know, you drive down the road and you see these, I, saw, well, I was driving down the road once about 10 years sober and I saw in Manchester, so these two guys in the 50s with two girls in the 20s, Check it, it wasn't the wives. And they were drinking champagne and it was a hot day. And the girl with blonde hair sort of did this and her hair was like that in slow motion. And they were laughing. And I thought to myself, God, well, those were the days. Those were never the days for me. Never, I would never be able to do that. I'd cause some sort of ruckus and end up in jail. Yeah, it's easy to romanticize. And what I'm hearing you say is, ask yourself this, is that true for me? Would that be my experience? Yeah. Comes to my next question, which is, you know, think about myths, like people who have, you know, troubled experiences with substances. Um, there might be a myth, like you might one day be able to control your drinking. Can you think of any myths that you've heard that you just want to tell people right now are not true? Uh, you, you can't drink yourself into becoming an alcoholic. Period. Now you can take enough drugs to become a drug addict because there's two different things. One's hereditary predisposition and the other is an addictive personality. So there's a fine line here, yeah, but you can't drink yourself. If you think you're an alcoholic because you can't stop drinking, trace back three generations. If you can't find any alcoholics in your family, you abuse alcohol. I can guarantee you that. So that's one of the myths, I think. And the second myth is we can recover but we can never safely use alcohol. And the third one is, it's not about the alcohol. Alcohol has 1% to do with alcoholism, the same with drug addiction. Think about that for a bit. It's so true. Thanks for listening to Sober Reference. We hope you found this content valuable and are leaving feeling inspired to drink less, live more, and meet your potential. You can find more cost-free resources on our website, www.soberreference.com. We hope that you'll connect with us on social media, search Sober Reference now, and look for our logo. Great job taking in sober positive content today. Until next time, this is Sober Reference, and we are so glad that you're here.